Hello again, everyone. It is time for another episode of the Community Connection Show, the show that brings you positive stories and encouraging news as we interview top leaders in every sector of the community. And now, here is your host, national speaker and best-selling author, Ryan Sowers. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another Community Connections with Ryan Sowers. Super excited to have my friend and colleague, Dr. Melanie Bliss. She's one of the owners of Thrive Center for Psychological Health and Decatur with us today. Uh, Dr. Bliss, Melanie, how are you, my friend? I'm doing very well. Thanks, Ryan, and thanks for having me on. Oh, absolutely. Well, I was thinking, as you and I were talking before air, I was like, uh, you know, the whole atmosphere of you know, depression and stress and anxiety in our world right now, which is, you know, it's always in our world, but seems to be magnified right now. And then I thought, we haven't really covered that in one of these shows. And then I thought, who better to have, you know, person, top psychologist and, and, and recognize who speaks to people, has patients. You're booked on patients, as we talked about on, uh, on air, but we can help them with that. But just tell a little bit of people, because we're going to have, a, you know, a, a video of this and then certainly a podcast going all over the place about yourself, your background, and, yeah. um, and then we'll get into deeper topics. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Thanks for, for your interest. Um, so I'm a psychologist. I'm a licensed psychologist. Um, that means that I have a PhD and that um, I specialize in working with people who've experienced, um, who experience anxiety and trauma and PTSD, although I do a lot of other um, types of work and see people for other types of presenting issues. Um, so just for your listeners, viewers who may not know the difference, a psychologist is someone who can do um, a wide variety of work but does not prescribe medication. That's a psychiatrist, um, although I do work with psychiatrists um, in the general course of my day-to-day. So I have a private practice. My practice, um, I have two uh, car- partners, co-partners. Um, of uh, we, The three of us jointly own Thrive Center for Psychological Health. We're in downtown Decatur. Um, we've been in practice for going on 10 years. Um, I've been in practice myself for a little little longer than that. And I do various amounts of um, consulting outside of psychotherapy, different workshops, um, forensic work, um, work with law enforcement, um, schools, that sort of thing on the side. But most of what I do in the day-to-day is psychotherapy. Well, that is quite the uh, background, and and I, you know, just watching you and knowing you over the years, just um, you know, an an expert in all these things you do. So, you know, this would apply. We were talking before we went on air. There's companies right now. I know, um, Melanie, that um, right now they're struggling with. You know, they got remote workers, and they've got family issues and schools, you know, opening and not opening. And there's a lot of stress right now. So I know another thing, you know, you, you do that, you know, if a company says, Hey, we'd love somebody to come do a a zoom call and and help us through this. That's something you could do, right? It is. Yes. Um, That's definitely something that I think most of us can benefit from right now is just at least a little pause to reflect (laughs) upon our, our own mental health and needs and the, the world around us. Yeah. And, yeah. and so, and so what, you know, and what are you seeing and, you know, your colleagues in psychiatry or, uh, or psychology mm-hmm. and trying to make sense of, of what in the last six to seven months we've been experiencing. And, you know, it, it, I try to get my mind around this daily and it's very difficult to do. I mean, mm-hmm. and, but you're seeing people, you're, 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 you're trying your best to help people. I mean, what are you hearing common themes? Are you hearing yeah. common things? What do you say to our audience right now? There's a lot of them out there listening, trying to make sense of this stuff. Right. Yeah. 
Well, um, I have been very busy and um, have been seeing more people than I ever typically see, at least in summer months. Um, and I do see common themes. The most common, of course, is just general anxiety. Um, I don't want to get too technical, but I will just say that, you know, for most of us, our brains are, are um, adapted so that we seek um, comfort, predictability, familiarity. We seek knowledge of what's going to happen. And we don't have a whole lot of that right now. So people are anxious. People are anxious. People are isolated. People are depressed. People are worried um, for a whole host of reasons. So the work that I'm doing right now is um, almost all through the lens of the pandemic um, and COVID because it's affecting everyone in various ways, um, whether it's a, a direct impact of being sick or knowing someone who's sick or um, having a, you know, a, a failing business um, because of the pandemic or whether it's just because they're a teenager and they weren't in school or they don't know if they're going to be able to go to college. So it's affecting us all for sure. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, a lot of studies and stuff I've looked at, um, I guess what I would say is we like to say anyway, I always say in the show, you know, God's in control. You and I know that, but, but you, you, we, I, I know me, I, I like to try to control as many things as I can. And I've quickly come to the part, I mean, I know intellectually you can't, but what I'm trying to say is every day is like an, an unknown. I mean, every school system's an unknown. Every, you know, every hospital CEO we've interviewed is an unknown. Every mayor elected official is an unknown. So, you know, people, uh, and that's interesting you said that about your summer uh, caseload going up higher than ever. It makes complete sense, you know, mm-hmm. but, you know, it, 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 I guess validating that you were, you were using anxiety is because people don't know what to believe and not to believe. And, you know, yeah, people are probably impacted on some level, whether they have a relative or a friend of this or their business. I mean, I've seen businesses mm-hmm. you probably have that have just, they've gone out of business. I mean, you know, they've been, and it is, it is difficult uh, to, when you feel you can't, it's not like 9-11 when we went back to work fully. It's this a different time. And, and we don't really know when this is going to end or go back to a new normal. That's right. So do you have some things that you might recommend? Um, I'm calling you Melanie, but you're Dr. Bliss. You got your PhD there. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Absolutely. that, that would help people, just some general things. I know you're not taking patients right now, but could, if you were talking to somebody about anxiety or depression that you recommend, I mean, that you say, okay, here's some things you could do in this time. Yeah, right. So um, there, I think there's different levels of, of recommendations that I would make. One is um, at, at a base level, um, and these are some recommendations that perhaps perhaps some of your viewers and listeners have already seen in various forums, but that is to seek the, um, seek routine, um, seek out things that are in your control. Um, uh, let yourself, um, notice the things that are predictable and familiar in your life and, um, and seek solace in, in those things and comfort in knowing that those things do still exist. Um, and then I would suggest that, People who find themselves struggling with whether it's depression, anxiety, loneliness, fear, um, PTSD being triggered to um, engage in practices that are going to help them to manage those symptoms, whether it's mindfulness practices. There's a lot of apps and websites that are available um, for people to use to kind of help 
calm their mind, focus their attention. Um, uh, some people benefit from, from talking to friends. Some people benefit from talking to a therapist. Um, you're right. And that my particular practice is full right now. I do have a waiting list and I'm always, um, happy to, to talk with people who may be interested in working with me and putting you on my waiting list. And, and I will follow up whether it's in four weeks or four months or, or whenever that might be. <laughs> But I'm also happy to try and provide referrals to the best of my ability. There's websites out there. Um, psychologytoday.com is one of the websites most frequently used by folks to search for a therapist. Um, most therapists right now are practicing virtually, which is the way that I practice, is, is in a forum similar to this, similar to Zoom. So it's telehealth. Um, and I've found that that is is effective. Um, you know, there are certainly some clients that I have who would love to be in person and who I would love to have in my office. Um, but there are also many clients who have found that this is a really viable option for them and one that they will probably continue even post pandemic um, because of its convenience. So I recommend that you, you know, use some of those online platforms, whether it's psychologytoday.com, you can, you can filter your search by your zip code, by your, um, presenting issue by other, by your insurance company. The Georgia Psychological Association has a referral website. Um, and find someone to talk to if that's helpful. Sometimes people benefit from um, engaging in ongoing psychotherapy, and sometimes people benefit from two to four sessions of just having someone to help them get their head around what's going on and develop some coping strategies that they yeah. can implement. I love that. I love that. And yeah, sometimes... Um you know, we realize that we may be struggling with something and just talking to somebody goes, you know, I'm dealing with the same exact thing. And, and yes. you go, oh, I'm not crazy after all. I actually feel, you know, these are real feelings. But, but yeah. you know, um, I saw, uh, and you might have done it. I saw a ton of people. I've never run the um, um, Peachtree, but I saw a ton of people going back to rituals. They actually ran the yes on their own, in their whatever, whatever it was. A six point two. You did that. Okay. Yeah, I but, did but that. It was yeah. a sense of, I guess, a sense of not letting something be taken from you maybe. Yeah. You know, that's right. Yeah. It's kind of reclaiming that sense of, of, um, personal agency and space and saying, okay, um, how can I adapt? You know, I, I don't get to do this race or, um, go to this event, but what can I do that is going to help me feel a sense of um, connectivity to others or to my passions, my interests, to my community, um, and finding ways to, to step into that space and making it happen. You know, you said something funny, but I was telling you before on air, I was uh, actually talking to somebody who's launched a tele-urgent care practice because she's a top ER practitioner. In the, uh, and she said, you know, people are waiting six hours for a tooth pain because they, their dentists are closed. And so she's able to do that. And my whole point of saying all this is businesses, here's the positive news. If we learn during this time, to your point about your practice, there's going to be a lot of people that say, you know what? Dr. Bliss, I think I'm good with us continuing our sessions the way we, we've been doing in the last right. six months, yes. you know, and, and rethinking and relearning new things yes. during this time is what I've been teaching people. Don't just Absolutely. sit and stare at the wall. Think yeah. about what you can do and, 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 and improve on and, and keep your, you know, I don't know. I, I think if your mind is focused on ways to um, grow and improve and learn and, you know, like you said, meditate or look at apps, um, it's, it's going to be a better time. And then just staring at the news and going, man, yes. this world's coming to an end. Yes. Yes. And staring at the news can be <laughs> harmful in and of itself. I recommend to almost everyone that you limit your, your exposure and you think very carefully about what, um, 
to what degree you want to um, put yourself in that space, whether it's news or social media. Uh, um, but yeah, adaptability to get to your, to your main point, adaptability is key. And, um, you know, when I, uh, started doing, I, I had been doing telehealth with some clients prior to the pandemic. Um, but certainly, certainly not full time. <laughs> and it also wasn't, um, my go-to mechanism. It wasn't the way that I thought, um, was most effective. And of course I've learned, um, through the course of the past four months that flexibility and adaptability are key and that there's a lot of powerful work that can happen on a screen. Um, so yeah, we all have to kind of think beyond. Well, beyond, yeah, beyond what we always done, you know, they, they announced earlier today, matter of fact, and Laura, my wife, she is the digital learning person for her school. This is her first year in the job. They just announced they reversed their decision and they're going to start digital. So first thing I heard this morning is, oh my God, they're changing it again. And and I'm not going to get into that because too many people are going to listen to the show. But but my point is everybody is being forced, whether it's teachers or educators or this or that, to learn in new ways. And I've been trying to tell people, embrace it, try to see what yeah. you can learn from it. You may not like it. I don't, you know, there's a lot of things I don't like, but I will tell you these Zooms, when I do three or four of them, Melanie, it's funny. I come out, I'm kind of like feel like I'm tired. And when yes. I've done them, I'm like, I actually didn't even see somebody in person, but I feel yes. like I did. Yes. So that is something to be aware of. Um, Zoom fatigue, I do believe <laughs> it's very real. Um, there is, you know, as much as I was just um, promoting the virtues of telehealth, it is also true that that right now we're staring, you know, at, at a little at a little dot um, versus if you were here in my office, I might be looking around. Yeah, more that's right. That's right. So, um, you know, there's definitely a drain that happens. And that, to me, as a psychologist, speaks to the need for self-care. So, you know, we have to notice what our needs are and adapt to that as well. And we all may need more breaks. We may need to walk outside and um, it's a little hot today, but (laughs) walk outside and get some fresh air or just, um, you know, be in nature. Um, We may need to space our day out in a different way or maybe even compress it together so that we have more time at the beginning and the end of the day to do um, self-care practices. So I think that um, if there's one thing we're all learning during this time is that we can pause and reflect on what our goals are, what our values are, what's important to us, and how we can um, make that happen, not only now, but as longstanding practices. Well, I concur. I was, um, I'm, the radio issue thing I do, Marking Matters, I had a guy who's running for office, great guy. And he said that, he said his exact same words. He said, you know, this is, this is a great time. I mean, I don't know anybody that wouldn't be doing this, but you need to, everybody needs to take time and reflect, you know, and, um, you, you know, I, I'm a huge sports fan and even the little things, like I decided the other day just to watch golf on TV. I didn't even know half the golfers, but I was like, it was some sense of so just watching a ball bounce, you know, and, um, you know, or travel or things you're used to. It's just, it's all changed. But I keep telling people, you know, we, it is going to get better. We are mm-hmm. all going to get to the other side. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the every, everybody doing their part, uh, doing the smart things people are recommending. And I agree with you, Melanie, 100%. If you let your mind, I'm not a psychologist, but I've, some of the stuff I've done would be similar. If you let your mind be consumed with social media and every post and everything that's on CNN and Fox and USA Today, it's going to be difficult to not become very angry and bitter or confused. Right. And I see a lot of people I know that they, they take, you know, there's no peer-reviewed articles. There's a there's whatever people put out there, and they take that completely as the truth, and yes. that affects them. Yes, yes. 
So it's so important to, to notice, again, your not only exposure to news and social media, but even just the conversations that you're having and what it's eliciting inside of you. Um, because while it's certainly um, okay to feel angry and to feel sad, and those are natural emotions, and we want to encourage the, the natural experience of emotions, it's also important to kind of again, take stock and reflect upon like, how am I feeling? How do I want to feel? You might need to choose to um, do something that's going to elicit an opposite emotion, whether it's watching a funny video or a show or, um, or intentionally trying to steer away the, the topic of conversation. I was at a social distanced um, uh, gathering last week and one of my friends said, all right, we're going to go around this group of, of six people Everybody say one more thing about the pandemic that you feel pressed <laughs> that you want to say, and then let's That's try it. not to talk about it. Yep, good. And we did. And it was actually really interesting to notice the things that each person chose. And I think more than half of us chose something that was more positive or uplifting good. about what our experience has been. And then we said, what else can we talk about, whether it's music or, um, or you know, our kids, um, but just something unrelated because we just, we have to nurture our souls in that way. You know, yeah. And I love that. And I love that. And the second thing I would say is, and I'm, I'm as guilty of it as the next guy is I, like this weekend, I was like, I'm just going to disconnect. I'm going to read some books. I just let my mind relax between all this stuff. And, and slowly, you know, I, I get on my phone, I'm looking up when Tiger Woods is teeing off. And then I, then you go down this rabbit trail and then I find this. And then, and, and my point is, I, you know, before this pandemic, um, people I've been saying for years, it's like, you know, this device here, you know, pretty much is what possibly the last thing we see before we go to sleep at night That's and right. the first thing we see in the morning. Right. Yes. But I don't know if you would say it's even worse now because people are looking at it every second. And that's yeah. not probably good. I'm not, you, I'm not a psychologist, but that's probably not good for the brain. That's, that is true also. Our screen time has gone up um, for many of us. Um, out of necessity because yeah. we're not in person with people. So we, we, it has to, um, but yeah, our brain seeks, um, novelty. It seeks, you know, uh, real live, um, stimulation. And when we are focused exclusively on a screen, um, then that the sensory overload affects the way our, our brain operates, our neural processing um, and it can have lasting effects, not only on, you know, our emotions, but just on our, um, on, on our mood in general. And, um, and it can become compulsory. You know, it's, I've talked to many people who find it, um, uh, um, almost a compulsion to pick up the phone, pick up your phone and just immediately go into that Facebook app or that news app or that coronavirus map of, of what the state of Georgia looks like and stare at it yet again. Um, so we need to break those habits and we can create those new neural pathways in our brain. It requires conscientious effort, um, but it is really important to, to be um, mindful of that. Well, I'm going to say again, and, and we'll be closing here in a minute, but you know, there's businesses out there and you got Dr. Melanie Bliss here, but there's businesses out there right now that have salespeople or marketing people or whatever. And they're trying to, they are looking at this stuff. And so there's no way, and I'm down on myself, I'm down on this and my family's doing this. You know, they, they may need a session of saying, yeah. okay, you know, looking at your screen every minute is not going to change, you know, the world by you continually it, it's just a, it's a habit you know it's a habit yeah and, 
And, and what I was going to say is, you know, to that point is, you know, if you want to go out to dinner with some people and assholes the other night at a place I was near, you know, safe and whatever, but there was a family of three and every one of them was on their phones. Yeah. And, and, and we've seen that for years, but I think now more than ever, it's just important to be mindful, like you said, of what you're doing and trying to pick things that are, you know, again, uh, I might've picked a bad show, Melanie, early on. I was watching that Ozark show, uh, mm-hmm. binging on that. Well, that that's a good show, but it's not necessarily up, you know, it's not like a humorous show. So I found myself like, maybe I need to take a break from this show, right. you know? Yeah. So yeah. we all have to, we all have to, you know, find ways to do that. And I don't know, do you want to, if there's businesses out there or people out there, do you want yeah. to give them a way to connect with you? So, right. So what I would say to that is that um, you can reach me online. My website is um, thrivecenter.com, T-H-R-I-V-E center.com. Um, I'm pretty Googleable, Melanie Bliss. Um, and so I welcome people to reach out to me. My email address is drbliss at thrivecenter.com. Um, and from a corporate perspective, uh, what I'm finding people benefit from is just ways to, to think about how they can adapt best practices to increase, um, improve morale, um, and to kind of manage some of the, um, some of the personal challenges that people may have may be having so that they can improve productivity and just kind of the quality of their work life. Um, mental health is not something that we often talk about in businesses or from a business perspective. And so I have long thought that that's kind of a next step or next stage of, promoting um, mental health awareness and decreasing stigma that I, I strongly believe needs to happen. And I'm happy to be a resource for that. So thanks uh, for well, you're, uh, that. Yeah. I, I, you know, that's a big part of when I want to study my dissertation and stuff, stuff in that line of um, uh, especially smaller businesses. And you're right. It has not really been discussed and there's a whole, whole new lane in that. So, you know, I, I, we'll, we'll keep talking about we'll that. Talk but, more. We'll talk yeah. more. But well, I want to thank you for um, this Dr. Melanie Bush, one of the owners of Thrive Center for Psychological Health, uh, top uh, expert and uh, long-term friend of mine and colleague. And I really appreciate you, uh, Melanie, taking time to come on the Community Connection Show. Absolutely. Happy to do so. Thanks for asking. I appreciate it. Excellent. Excellent. Well, folks, you have been listening to another Community Connections. We had special guest Dr. Melanie Bush with us today. Stay tuned for more episodes and we will see you again next time. This has been the Community Connection Show with Ryan Sowers. Stay on the lookout for new or past shows with community leaders wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you want to see the video interview of any show, visit communityconnectionstv.com. Thanks for tuning in, everyone, and we will see you next time.